0: I try to communicate in a very simple way mm. that I would understand. Anyone would understand. Yeah. I'm trying to give them, here is what's going on within our business. Here's what happened in our business this week from a very high level in a very simple
1: manner. Yeah, I thought one thing that was interesting about it was I could tell um, the way that you are kind of speaking about some, some of like the numbers and... Um, you know where resources are being allocated this to people who like that's kind of how they're having to think about it to where like like you're saying you're simplifying it into a way that it matches other information that they're probably um consuming day to day you know it's not that different when they're thinking about oh we're spending this much money on uh this division right now because of this they're like it, okay yeah, yeah that makes sense
0: i'm i'm applying the executive uh filter to it yeah <laughs> the the executive vocab that comes with being an executive yes business etc
1: business who cares about business man it's all about feeling good um okay so i do have a couple things one thing is it is dirt work commerce related but it is not um stuff you don't know about Uh or aren't as invested i should say Uh uh-huh before i start i wanted to just ask you what it's called so we talked a little bit at the beginning of the year that um each division sort of has like a c-suite like sponsor is that what they're called what do you yeah okay executive
0: sponsor executive
1: sponsor yeah. i kind I of remembered that word but i didn't remember exactly how camp counselor camp counselor that's what i'm looking for yeah. um so those are two, two kinds of things i want, want to talk about this is not gonna be a 40-minute conversation but two things i think are actually well, what if you. it is it
0: could be, but we don't have to
1: feel like it's going to be. Which okay. Just nice.
0: No, okay. I've got a lot to say today, Alex.
1: Ha- I've got I'm a ha- lot to say. I'm happy to clear the lane and let you cook. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go. Okay. Anyway, are we recording? If we we're. If I'm was, sure we've been recording. If I was cooking, you'd
0: be clearing the kitchen. Sure.
1: Well, you know, I tried to make one metaphor and then make another metaphor inside the second metaphor. So it was a cooking metaphor, a kitchen metaphor about. Basketball metaphor, if that makes sense. Oh, oh We're that kind of lane. Yeah, I, lane. I
0: took it racing. Oh, that's you cool know, too. You know what's cool? I was, or it could be bowling. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's what a lot we want? of lane uh, <laughs> sports. Yeah, yeah. Um, last night I was on the airplane mm-hmm. as I usually am these days. Shit, <laughs> <Sure>, man. <laughs> and uh, so I was on the airplane returning from Maryland. Uh, I spoke in Maryland. Yeah. And I'm very disappointed in my trip because. I didn't have a single bit of crab. I was I was actually thinking about that the minute you said Maryland. Dude, I uh, our gate was uh, across from an oyster bar in the Maryland airport. Mm. I for a moment was like I'm going to order the crab cake here. But then I'm like I'm not going to have a crab cake in an airport. I don't know if that's
1: wise. If 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 there were a state that I was going to order crab cake in, I guess that would the, be the cake one. cake probably be Maryland.
0: Yeah. But but it said fresh crab cake. You're right. How and fresh was, can it be? I was looking around. I was like, but it's an airport. So.
1: Well, it's like getting sushi at a gas station. Like it. Yeah. Even if you're in a place where, like, there is technically probably pretty good fresh fish, it's still a gas station. Yeah.
0: But, but, but say it's like a gas station in Iowa. You're like, I know there's. No (laughs) oceans near where I'm at. So this fish in here Uh had to come from somewhere.
1: I I learned my lesson. I ordered fish tacos in Phoenix last time I was there. And my wife and I both got food poisoning. And everybody I said that to, they're like, well, you're in the desert. I'm like, yeah, but we're closer to an ocean than where I live currently. Yeah, but okay. So the thing
0: with seafood is if it's on the coast, it's all good. It's all good. You're good to go. Yeah. But if it's inland, like Nashville, for example, Mm -hmm. and it's cheap, it's not good. Not good. So if you want good seafood inland, shell out the cash for it, you're going to get good stuff. Hmm. Like if you go downstairs and get the flounder, for example, it's fantastic. It's going to be awesome. It's yeah. delicious because they fly it in every day, mm. but you're going to pay for it as well. So that's my thing is cheap seafood only works on the coast. We went Anywhere to some else?
1: fancy place in Scottsdale. Really? Yeah. I
0: don't remember what it's called. Bummer. You can go to the right place. Anyway, learned, anyway, lesson learned. I was on the airplane and I was watching... Uh, drive to survive the formula one show on netflix it's dude it's so sick no wonder f1 has popped off in america it's getting me back in f1 because i used to watch it in high school Mm -hmm. and then i came into it when red bull was cleaning house and then the regulations changed for the engines and mercedes got dialed their engine in from Mm. the get-go and the regulations the way they work is you once you kind of locked in you have that advantage and so they just cleaned house for seven years, eight years, and I just stopped watching because every <laughs> single race was Mercedes one, two, Mercedes one, two, Mercedes. It was, just wasn't fun. It's was yeah. like, I don't want to watch to see who gets second place or third place. It's just not competitive. Mm. And then they overhauled the regulations and now it's a free-for-all again. So it's, it's fantastic. It's exhilarating. It's, it's such an amazing sport too, because it's really, really difficult physically and what those drivers are doing is insane. There's very few sports where you compete. Every time you compete, you can potentially die. There's very few sports like that. Yeah. And you're, it, it just the Gs they're pulling and what they do, they're, they're, they're some of the world's best athletes. And then you have the whole other component. You can be the best racing driver in the world, but if your car sucks, you're screwed. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And there's only, it's the most competitive sport in the world too, because there's only 20 seats to play. In the
1: world. I had someone explain it to me where it's not like trying to be a professional basketball player. It's like trying to be a professional basketball team. Yes. Like it's so exclusive. You, you essentially just can't be that. You have to be lucky, a right time. Dude, and it's like a million things. There's not just, so many, I'm good at this.
0: Exactly. There's so many factors to it, mm. and it. It's just amazing. I love the complexity of it. And so it's getting me back into it. But anyway, I'm going off on yeah. all different tangents crab cakes, formula. <laughs> anyway, one.
1: crab cakes. <sighs>
0: yeah, but um, it was about the Miami Grand Prix. Oh cool. and the whole time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just had my rental car on that straightaway. I was just standing right there. I was just there. I was there. I was there. It was so exciting. That's and really then I cool. was thinking, I was like, I just want to get up and tell all these people, like, you see this? I was just right here, but none of them care at all. It's only cool to me, but this is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I was having a great that's time. pretty neat, yeah.
1: You know and you didn't get to have a crab cake but you did get to have that special feeling i that
0: did get to drive my rental car down the starting grid of the formula one tracking
1: that is certainly an exclusive thing if
0: it was a cool life because note. when when a track
1: is uh not getting maintained essentially the people who drive on it are the drivers yes you know it's not i mean some of them are like our road tracks but um that's pretty cool it's an exclusive club
0: it was a really, it was just a funny, life works out in such a funny way, it starts to connect these dots. I would have never thought I'd be driving down a Formula One track in a rental car mm-hmm. one day, you know, watching it in high school. But here we are. We're tying destruction, the dirt world, in with Formula One. Love it. How does that happen? So good.
1: Huh. Um, I have a couple things. I want. Well, hey, everybody, it's Alex. That's Aaron. Harrison's in here. Welcome to the Build an Internal Podcast. We talk about crab cakes. We talk about Formula
0: One. Race cars, crab cakes. room, And the business. The business.
1: Uh, I have a couple of things I want to talk about today. Um, the first thing I want to talk about, I, I think all this is certainly uh, public information within our company. I'm 99% sure. Um, obviously, we've got the Dirt World Conference happening in October. That's super, super exciting. Obviously, people will learn more about that as we that goes public soon that's all exciting what I want to talk about however is when I look at the list of speakers for the event what I think is cool is when we announce it like there's some like exciting names for people in the industry like they will recognize a lot of that Yeah. however what's interesting to me is I can trace back like the relationship of all of these people on this list back to other things that weren't necessarily uh let's leverage your platform for our (coughs) dirt world conference. Like it is, it was much more just like a relationship kind of thing. Like, so first one is Jocko and the echelon front team. We've done a number of things with that relationship over the years. Yeah. Um, Bob Chapman, everybody matters. That's, that's not a brand new relationship. We've been talking with them for a while.
0: A little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, but, but it hasn't been like, I don't know. To me, it feels like there, there has been just like tiny little pieces of all these relationships, but Marcus Sheridan is another one. Yeah. He spoke at our, Build with uh, team meeting uh, a year and a half ago. Yeah. like summer 2021.
0: He's initially on Build With Leaders. And he's on Build it Leaders. Yeah. Uh Dave Turin. Oh, will be a speaker. Dude, I was thinking through the lineup in my head. i I, I didn't even you keep reading the names, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh <laughs> like, yeah. Like it's kind of pretty cool. Um, but it's the you know, Dave now, we've
1: had a, a number of touch points with him. He uh, obviously yeah. has done Dirt Talk twice. Yeah. We filmed some Build with Leaders content with him. He came to the office. Um, you you spoke on a panel with him at Con Expo three years ago. You're speaking with him again. Um, like there's a little bit of like branding overlap there between you and him now, which is kind of cool. Uh Joe Hart from Dale Carnegie, uh, Dan Briscoe specifically has been kind of banging that drum of like the Dale Carnegie Institute is like we're a a relationship with these people, not really sure what that's gonna look like. But um, Now all of a sudden, the CEO of that company is going to speak at this event. Like that's really, really cool. Uh, Jason Schroeder is another one who was one of the initial Build With Leaders people, yeah, and is now like coming back all the way through. What I think is really interesting to me is as we've been building this company, when we started building relationships with these folks, it wasn't necessarily we already we know how we're going to want to um, you know align our businesses with with these people with these companies at that time. It was just like we do align. You have some similar values.
0: It goes, it goes back far further than that. Uh, or also working on software seller in first form. I saw first form. I didn't necessarily to want to bring that one up. Yeah. 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 And origin. and mm-hmm. dude, It's stacked. It's
1: stacked. I saw, I saw that list too. Um, that one felt more squishy, so I didn't want
0: to. But it is super cool. Stacked. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm going to talk about this on today's internal call. In high school and college, I would always read. I would always read. I've always read. I've always had this big bookshelf, just books everywhere. I like I like books. I love books. And I've established this habit of I read 10 pages a day, every day, 365 days a year. Doesn't matter if I'm tired. Doesn't matter if I'm sick. It doesn't matter whatever I'm doing. If I'm going out tonight, okay, I better get my reading done in the morning. It's non-negotiable. 10 pages, very, very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable. And sometimes I read more, but I never read less. And You'd be amazed how much it stacks up over a year, over two years, over five years, over you do it for 10 years. You're, you're digesting a lot of information. Yeah, And I would read these books in in college, in high school, but I was early in my career and a lot of it wasn't all that applicable. Some of it was, but a lot of it wasn't. And then I started to get into business. And the cool thing about business is, or just being part of a company like ours is you can you can get these ideas on leadership, on business, on culture, on values, on mission, and you can go implement them. Yeah, You have something. It's like getting a new tool hmm. and being able to go try it out t- t- today. I can take it out of the box and, and go go do something with it. It's amazing. And so as I was trying to, and I read a lot, especially when I was starting the company because I didn't know how to start a company. I didn't know how to build a company. I don't know how to operate a company today. That's why I'm reading more than ever before because <laughs> I'm I'm behind. I, I am the learning curve gets steeper the more we get into this. I'm on my back. I'm I'm on the back float right now. Yeah. And so a, a book that connected a lot of dots for me was How to Win Friends and Influence People. If you haven't read that book, one of the top three books I've ever read. It's like a hundred years old or something. It's it is, but you would you wouldn't know that. No. There's only a few things in there that that date it. It's timeless. He's talking like I was talking to Nelson Rockefeller. <laughs> it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. So this yeah. was not like
1: 1995.
0: Yes, this was, yeah. yeah. There's a few things that date it, but other if if I didn't tell you that, you probably wouldn't know that it was from I think it, like the 30s. Yeah, I think I think that's when he he wrote it. Yeah, and and written by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable book about communication, and human nature. So that really helped form who I am today. That mm-hmm. book, I um you know uh read i started reading extreme ownership i think i first read it when it came out it was probably in high school you know it might have been like 10 years ago yeah it's definitely been some time now it's been been around a while and then i've i've read it probably three or four times over i've read dichotomy of leadership i've read leadership strategies and tactics and i've read a lot of leadership books all different kinds all different kinds but there is something so simple about these books and how it lays out that it's like, yeah, I get it. I, everything is my responsibility. This is crazy. So I read that book. I read Everybody Matters, which took where we were in business to that next level of, whoa, we need to do a better job of caring. And there's so much we can do. And whoa, this is, this is the blueprint for the industry. This is, they've done it in manufacturing. We just need to do it in the dirt world. Yeah. I've connected with First Form. Since college, I mean, Andy's, Andy's been a huge help for me, guiding me. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have started BuildWit without listening to that podcast mm-hmm. when I was on the railroad and while I was doing Drilling and Blast. It connected a lot of dots for me. Every one of these things really, really helped. Marcus Sheridan from a messaging standpoint, marketing standpoint, it's like, this guy gets it. So all of these relationships have come about because at first it was just like, I really like the book. This makes sense. Let's go implement it within our business. And then you go down the path and now it's like, I'm sitting across the table from Jocko right now, talking mm-hmm. to him about extreme ownership. I would have never guessed that this would be, I I, I I would have never guessed I'd be in this position like that. And so all of these speakers that we're bringing in, they're all woven through our DNA as an organization, yeah, which I, that
1: to me like that's the thing that stuck out when I started reading. It. And
0: And so that's why we have the relationships we do with them, not mm-hmm. because we want to go leverage echelon fronts, yeah. cloud or oh, I want to go hang out with Jocko. It's just I, I really resonate with what they all have to teach. And these are all very different people. These are all very different people, very different approaches. Mm-hmm. There's not one size fits all here. Each one of these people has a very unique lens a very unique way of doing things. But the even more amazing thing is they all want to be a part of what we're putting together. Yeah, These people, they don't go speak. Echelon Front doesn't do a mini muster. They don't do that. They have their own events. <laughs> Sal Frisella, he doesn't go speak. He's, he said that. He, he makes a point about that because he's like, I, I, I have limited time. I just want to focus on what we do at First form. All of these companies, they don't, They don't really do this, but as we've laid the vision out for what we're trying to do, as we've explained our mission, they have, they're attracted to it. They want to be a part of it. And so there's sure there's the business side of this, but bigger picture, they believe in what we're, we believe in what they have to offer us in the industry, and they believe in what we're trying to do. So these are people that you can't just pay for. It doesn't work that way. They yeah. have to want, they're, they're at such a high level that they have to have a deep desire and belief to even go do what this is. And uh, that's why it's so special because we have so many amazing people that just naturally have, that, that we've gravitated to since the beginning and now it's gone the other way. They've naturally gravitated to us as they've seen what we've done and, mm-hmm. and learn more about us. That's why it's really it's really special. Mm-hmm. I, I I love uh, you
1: saying like it's in the DNA of of who we are. I think I, I have a very clear memory, really early on, maybe early twenty twenty one, of Dan saying, in terms of how we want to build this team, in terms of the culture, in terms of um, kind of who we are as a business, really trying to actively like bring the lessons of. Um, extreme ownership and from everybody matters by bob chapman um like kind of holding those two uh, books those two um, sets of principles kind of together um and i just remember being like oh those are like two books and that was like the extent of how i thought about it and now two plus years later it's like the people who wrote those books are going to be at our
0: conference well and why i resonate with these books and these people they don't do this professionally yeah, which is, which is more interesting. They've all they've all created. Extreme ownership came out of decades of being an operator in the sales team, seal teams. That's where it came out of. Everybody matters came out of Bob Chapman building a monster multi billion dollar organization from a failing company mm. back in the day. You know, all, all of these people, it, they it, it came out of immense practice. And that's why I resonate. I struggle with people that they talk about things, but they don't, they don't do it. They, they're, you know, a thought leader or whatever it is. That's their job. A uh, business just, coach. It's like, well, what business have you run? Well, yeah, I just want to coach. You know. I don't, I don't resonate with that mm-hmm. at all. I resonate with, here's what I've done and here's how I've done it. That's all of these people. That's, that's the formula. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. I, I that's really exciting to me. Um, I look forward to, um, Seeing what like that combination of folks can offer um, people who are serious in the dirt world, like who want to join kind of our mission to make dirtwood a better place. Like if you show up to this thing, that's because like you're putting your money where your
0: mouth is. That I think it's going to be an amazing event Mm -hmm. and we're going to try to get our people involved as well. Yeah. And so this isn't going to be an event just for the dirt world. I hope it's an event for Buildwood as well. Um, So I don't, I don't know where that's at. I don't want to get too far into it, but we're trying to, we're trying to make it so that we can leverage it across our organization as well to get even deeper into these principles they have to teach because it's, it's just amazing stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited. And then this is the, this is the, the start of something much bigger. Con Expo, I had this conversation this morning. Con Expo, I think is the past. Mm. And at best, Con Expo is the present. It's not the future. They're beholden to their customers. Their customers are not the industry. Their customers are equipment manufacturers. Mm-hmm. And it's the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they don't highlight that one quite as much as Con Expo. Like, yes. that's not well, the phrase they talk about. No, so, so
0: they're, they're beholden to the manufacturers. And they will always be beholden to the manufacturers. They always, they, they, it's just one play that they can run. There's nothing that really celebrates and grows the industry as a whole, the people of the industry, and that's the void we're going to fill. So great, you know, yeah, 800, 1,000 people at this event, that's big time, but I want to go way bigger than that. Yeah, I want the premier trade show, period, not just in the dirt world, just period, and bring in people from all across the country that maybe aren't in the industry. I just wanna experience the industry, learn more about it. Um, so this is the foundation of that. It's our first stab at a, a major event. Yeah. Of transparency wins. I voted against it doing it when Dan brought it up initially. The Dirt World Conference. Yeah. Yeah. But they got together, they made the numbers work, they got an outside event group, they were able to Put a lot of this together, I think it's going to still be a lot of work, but there's so much benefit to it, so Mm -hmm. I'm 100% on board. Heck yeah, man. It was not my idea. I was
1: listening to the podcast you did with Ben Warren yesterday, and you were talking a little bit about like the community zone at Con Expo. Mm. And you were a little salty. Dude, I'm so salty. (laughs) You're like, it's a great idea. I can't wait to be there. I'm like,
0: yeah, because you wanted to do this yourself. It was our idea. It was our idea. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not going to go pout around. I'm just going to go say, okay, if you don't want to work with us, we'll go build something far greater than Con Expo. Like, that's where my, that's where my head's at. That's, yeah. that's the land I live in. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm going to go to Con Expo and be like, yeah, I, we could do this. We could do it better. I, I, now, my goal is not to go work with Con Expo, it's to beat Con Expo. <laughs> yeah it's like we'll just, we'll just do our own and, I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah dude like that's all you needed to tell me check I won't forget this I'm gonna go off and build something <laughs> far far greater um, <laughs> we were
1: I was I was pulling like making a couple marks for just like clips we could pull out and I very specifically like left out the part you you led into that conversation talking about how you know this community zone and how can be a p- place for people to gather, <laughs> and like you start with saying like, "Yeah, I didn't really want to do it, um, but I guess I'm going." <sighs> it's a great idea. <laughs> like you're just so <laughs> eye rolling. I'm like, "Come
0: on, I I am a human being." And yeah, I am, it's I am totally penny. natural. But I have the paper trail. Oh, I, I have I, the emails. I have the PDFs. I have everything. So I, and I and I'm going to be standing in the community zone. at can't Comparing notes, like, here you go. Here, hey, look look at this email that we sent. Well, and I've seen the programming they have planned for it. I'm like, oh, we could have done this way better. Like we, dude, we could have, we could have killed it, killed it. But well, they're like, nah. Well, nah, just we're like good. what it sounds like to me is like they. Uh, started collecting all that information from us and be like, oh, we should just do it ourselves. But that, but that's what's crazy is it's like if they would have got a company that would have paid them the three hundred thousand dollars to sponsor it. I get it. Okay, cool, fine. You took our idea, but at least they're, but you're, but now nobody sponsored, dude. Yeah, you tried to charge us three hundred grand. Yeah, and said it's going to cost us a lot of money. We don't have this in the budget, and then you went and did it anyway. It's like okay, so where'd the money come from? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe you'll go there and there'll be um like all kinds of like barriers that have you know. Caterpillar or Komatsu or whatever.
0: Hey, well, but maybe. maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to be amazing. I mean, hopefully, I hope so. I'm part of the community zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, I'm you are the headline speaking. act of the community zone.
1: I kicked the community zone off. You have graduated from uh, as the influencer
0: to the community zone. Yeah, or at least you can think of it they, that way. But <laughs> they haven't like AEM. I haven't. Ta- I haven't actually talked directly to AEM about me being a part of that. Dave invited me. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get. They didn't. Oh, that's me. even funnier. It was. To me. It was Dave Turin, and Dave calls me. He's like, "Hey, I'd love you to be a part of this," because <laughs> Dave's smart. He's like, "All right, here's what we're doing." I knew I should call. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, come on. come like, on. All right. Well, I'll call you for mine yeah. next time I need you. Yeah. Uh, that's super funny. Cool. Um, I had uh, no, one other question before we, we wrap. Um, I guess y'all had announced maybe on a either an all hands call. In December, before we, we went off on break, or right when we came back, and uh, y- you were speaking a little bit about how each division would have like, um, but just like a, a leadership sponsor, what executive sponsor? That was it. Um, I just kind of want to hear, you know, from your position, two months in, um, what are the benefits that are, are being seen, like, on the leadership team side, from you know everybody kind of being assigned to a division.
0: So, this is me, Dan, Randy, Jason.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We all have, I'm essentially at the end of the day in charge of media and just overall influence. Jason, services. Dan, dirt world. Randy, training. And then we have executive sponsors now of the company Rocks coming out of the Q2 planning recently. Mm, Cool. Which might be addressed today. I don't know if it will or not. But so each one of those rocks, I own one of those rocks and various senior leadership owns those rocks. The benefit of it is that someone's name is on it. And so I don't worry that things are not going to happen in media, but I at least know the buck stops with me. And it allows us to... Divide and conquer, cover and move. I know what I need to be focused on now because we've explicitly defined, hey, just make sure at the end of the day, media is good to go. Check. And then Jason does his role. Randy does his role. Dan does his role. Now we're all, we're all involved in all of it still. We're not that big and there's still, you know, we're still- It's s- not siloed, really. Yeah, it's but- not siloed, but at the end of the day, I just need to put my stamp on my portion of the business. And so it just helps from a compartmentalization standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I can sit here and say like Dirt World, the conference that we were just talking about, I haven't been involved in it Yeah, because, and I've told them, I'm like, hey, to do what I'm gonna be doing this year, it's finishing the series A realm, building our culture again, traveling to go create content, to go grow our influence, speaking, to go do what I'm gonna do. I can't, I don't have bandwidth beyond to do this really well. I can't go over here and I can't be worried about it. I need to be just focused over here. And so it's allowed us to each just be focused, which I think makes us a hell of a lot more effective. And then I think with the rocks, it'll be the same principle. It's Mm. just, we're trying to get more organized. We're trying to be more focused. We're trying to be more deliberate. Um, and it's, it's working.
1: Yeah. And so in the, the meetings that y'all have had so far, um, are you seeing the fruits of, of that level of organization?
0: I'm feeling the fruits. Hmm. Um, I am tasting the fruit. Tasting the fruit. I just had a banana. Um, it's nice to just be able to focus. Yeah. For once. Because I feel like I'm just I'm always all over the place. I'm always thinking all over the place. But it's nice to do what I'm good at. And what and maximize what I bring to the table, and then not worry about the stuff I'm not good at because someone who's much better at it than I am has it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all very well suited for what we're doing this year. All of us were kind of just doing everything last year in a lot of ways. And all of it's us like were, you all four had to fully. And
1: everybody, obviously, in a lot of ways, had to fully like think about all pieces of the business. Yeah, and it's like if you separate that a little bit better.
0: And if we're not clear, no one else is clear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it starts with clarity from from our level, and it works itself through the entire organization. And I think it's brought between the four of us a lot of much needed clarity. Mm. And uh, it's been it's been really nice. It's been really nice.
1: Clarity. I think that's a good a good word for that.
0: I know that. And it probably hasn't been Mm. felt through the organization quite yet, but I hope people are at least seeing a glimmer of Mm. positive changes working their way through the business. Because I look at where we were even three months ago and it's, it's black and white right now, man. And I know a lot of people probably don't feel like that because they're staring down the barrel of their barrel, but I'm looking at it at least just big picture. We've made a lot a lot of very 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 meaningful progress over the Mm -hmm. past three months and i'm thankful for that i
1: think one another thing that's really in like the the dna of um, who we are as a company is i think we're always going to be coming into the organize organizational conversation from a we need a little bit more structure never from we're too structured we're too uh organized a little bit more um, gray area and so uh, i think to me, like that feels really natural for us to say, okay, here's kind of, we've grown a little bit more. And now that we know this much more information, we've got this much more experience, we know uh, we need a little bit more structure in this part of the business or in that part of the business.
0: Sometimes, but sometimes you build the structure and then it no longer serves you. So you got to go tear it down. And that's part of it too. Sure. So it's not always, structure is not always the answer. Uh, we definitely need more and more of it as we grow. But at the same time, we still, those values keep it simple stupid it's there for a reason because yeah. i see a lot of stuff that is getting it's like does this need to be so complicated and i think we need to have that skepticism and we need to be asking that question consistently as well Is like can this be simpler does this need to be so complicated and maybe the answer is yeah it needs to be this way check cool we just at least ask the question yeah uh but a lot of times i think it'll be like ah, oh, you know what i think we can actually make this a little simpler um but, yeah, I, I think it's, it's helped us substantially. At least it's helped me. I can't speak, upon, you know, speak on the behalf of, of the other three, but it's helped me achieve a lot more clarity in my mind. I'm a lot more calm. Yeah. I'm more focused. I know what I need to do. I'm doing my job. I fully trust. He broke a leg off. I just broke the arm off this dinosaur. Dude, this dinosaur's been going for a long time. He's been
1: on this table for
0: every podcast little, we've ever done this year. little arm just... Um, Bless him. Leave it in. Leave it in. I'm doing what I need to do, and I have total trust for the other three individuals that also lead the organization. I don't, for a single moment, question, do they have it? Because I know they have it. Mm-hmm. and That's a really good feeling to be surrounded by people that, yep, we're good to go.
1: Yeah. Well said. Cool. Thanks for diving into those couple things. Um, I know I'm looking forward to the all hands call. I feel like always, good information, whether that's like new announcements or um, just additional context about what we're all doing around here. We're all running around. I think it's going to be
0: a really good call.
1: I love to hear that.
0: And even that, that call, you know, it's uh, in the past, it's okay, Aaron, talk. And I get up there and talk. I wing it. And I've realized that now that doesn't serve me as well mm-hmm. that's not very effective if i have the years of the entire organization once a month i better be really effective i better be thoughtful i better be simple i better be you know transparent i better deliver the message that i think needs to be delivered yeah um so i've thought a lot about what i'm even going to talk about today because i'm trying to be more effective i'm trying to be better love it that's what we're doing here on the podcast too it's what we are doing on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, crab cakes, et cetera. Crab
1: cakes. You know what? The lesson you should take from this, eat more crab cakes, not in
0: air, uh, airports. Yeah. And uh, and thanks to our sponsor, MarylandCrabCakes.com. If you use the discount code Aaron10, you can get 10% off your order today. And today only.
1: I just want everybody to hear that. Aaron can do an ad read, everybody. It, it, can, it can be done. Maryland only on the cakes. internal podcast.
0: <laughs> MarylandCrabCakes.com.
1: <laughs> there we go. Uh, thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Harrison this was great thank you for digging into this stuff Uh, folks if you have anything that you want to have addressed on the internal podcast always I'm always available for that please send it my way alex at buildwood.com. I will never be alex.horton at buildwood.com until they make me Mm -hmm. Uh, for Aaron and Harrison I am Alex Horton thanks for listening